Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy Z Murray. What up, dog? This is Eshaw. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy DJ Paul KOL from 36 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man Matt from Mine and Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Yeah, yeah. 
You wouldn't be able to see the crowd uh, when you perform, you know. So yeah. this is something um, that you definitely uh, need, man. Are, are you uh, going to be releasing any music or going on the road? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. What happened when, when I uh, released the uh, first two No Limit Soldier, King George letting the world know that they already know I was the first two No Limit Soldier, right? Well, something happened with my man, Master P, where he lost his mind, where he forgot what I did. Well, that happens to money. That When you get money, that happens to some people, so I understand life. He's not as prolific as me, where I wouldn't give a shit, you know. So the money got him. So, in any way, first two No Limit Soldiers was the EP I dropped just before I went blind, and it's doing good out there. Hell yeah. You know, it's uh, good to hear. You know, so I take it you and P uh, still haven't uh, reconciled. Oh, I talked to him on the phone, uh, and I said, hey, man, I need your help. I, before, I, when I lost my sight, I called him. I got another contact to call P. I said, man, call P. I know one thing. We brothers, we from the same hood. We grew up together. Shit, we lived together in the same house. Me, his wife, Lil Romeo, and the rest of the kids for three years. So I'm a college man, right? So the guy said, hey, P, your boy King is blind. P jumped to the plate. He said, give him my number. I don't know what happened. I called him. I said, P, I need about 100000 I'm knowing I'm going to get this, right? I don't know if he don't have it or what's going on. He said, King, I'm talking to Master P. He said, I ain't got it. I can't give you a dime. I was like, okay, I'm going to leave it alone. And that was the last time I talked to Master P. And that's from that's from the heart. I wouldn't put no uh, fake talk to, to, to murder show. So this happened right yeah. when you lost your vision. You gave him a call. Yeah, I gave him a call, but I, what happened was, uh, here's, this ironic right here. When I called him and asked him for help, I got no response. And I'm not assassin his. his uh, I'm trying. I'm not trying to assassin his uh, image or anything. I'm telling you real talk. We're talking real talk. So when I called him the first time, I never got a response. After the doctors got my sight back. What happened was four weeks ago, that's close. I got my sight back. He never contacted me, whatever. But that that's not on him. He's not my daddy. He was my partner. So if you don't call me, I got to do it on my own. We've been talked about that, King. We men. So anyway, I called him four weeks ago. I talked to Master P, Percy Miller. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm good. Man. I love you, like that, right? I'm talking to Pete. I'm giving you real talk. What you need, what you want. I need 100000 That was my request to Master P. I'm not giving you a dime, brother. Whoa. What happened to the time I did in prison for us? You got to do what you got to do. I'm not giving you a dime. When he said that, Okay, I'm done with it, P. I'm going to leave you alone. I won't bother you again. That's it. That was the end of that conversation right there. It hurt my heart because it, I wouldn't have did it like that, but everybody else is not going to do it like King George. Everybody not going to be the king. Everybody not going to take certain circumstances that happened in life when you was a kid and take it to manhood. I don't do that. I'm King George. You can talk to me. You can sit down because we got one life to live until the casket drops. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, and and how how soon after you talked to P did your vision come back fully? Like I said, I got my vision back before I talked to him because when I first oh. lost my vision, I called him. And I asked, I never got a response. Now I got my ride with me on this. 
I got my vision back now. I never talked to him since. Damn, he never called me. Now I got my vision back. That 400000 I thought I was going to get from Master P to say, hey, doctors, go do his eyes, came from somebody else from a different source, a higher source, a powerful source, because I'm King George. My heart got it. Now we can't do this to him. I had love out there. I had people calling me, man, what you need? Yeah. Man, what you That's need? I'll pull up on you right now. Hold, look, listen to me. I had ballers. I called my boy first. Shit, Master P gonna step up. It taught me a lesson about life. I had other ballers in the town that put a tear to my eyes and say, what you need, man? I said, damn, this love. So another source called me and said, King George, I heard you lost your sight. I said, yes, I'm talking to him. I can't see. I'm my son. I'm living with my son. I'm listening to all these different sounds. I, when I get around and go to the restroom, I got a feel on the wall. I can't see. And they did the operation. They said it's going to cost 400000 to do this operation. It's a replacement lens because you can catch cataracts when you be like, damn, I can't see that good, right? That's cataracts. I went to the far where the cataracts completely at that little small dot in your eye. That's what you see out of I learned about the eye. You see out that little bitty dot, all that other shit make colors and bring the light in. That little dot is the camera. That's the part that got to get replaced because it's gone. A cataract is a little worm that eats your eyes, that eats that lens up in your eye. It's a little worm. If they put it under a lens, it's not but little bitty worms look like bacteria. It just eats it away, huh? Oh, it, it, it eats it away, but you can catch it because the doctors tell you, hey, you got cataracts. You don't wait till like me, when you start seeing two freeways. Damn, what's going on with my eyes? Because that shit start playing games. One time the freeway here, the next time it's there, it's gone. I'm like, oh, shit, I can't see. And it's scary because cataracts go where you only got a little piece, now it's gone. Your whole white lens in your eye turned white. When you look at me, you say, damn, I see it. My eye was white. Like almost like, a, not to be funny or anything, but almost like a zombie. No, bring it, bring it. It's funny because they got the right person. I was strong enough to handle it. I got my cane. I got my dog. I didn't stop doing nothing I did. I still went to the studio. I had enough. I was holding people by their shoulder taking me shopping. I'm going out. My son taking me wherever I got to go. Hey, I need to go here. I'm not fucking sitting back crying. I said, okay, this is this what it is. Because it takes your strong uh, uh, personality to handle blindness because it can run you crazy. You be like, oh, shit, I'm blind. I can't see. You're running in the shit. You can't uh, get to the bathroom. You're pissing on the floor. You wipe me in hand with shit, all kind of shit before you learn how to handle that shit. Oh. And, and People just, not just, talking to you? Yeah, friends running off, man. That nigga blind. I can't. People don't mess with handicapped people that much. Because you, you need them. Fuck, I need to get to the store. Fuck, man, you know what? I need a beer right now. That shit ain't no joke. Fuck, I need a alcohol truck right now to get you because you're trying to get it. You're like, damn, I can't see. You're listening to the birds, people talking. You're listening, oh, man. And you got to relax. Hold on, got to relax because you start getting nervous. Your whole body starts shaking. Like, because this some new shit. You can't see. Man, that's, that's, that's horrible, but I'm, I'm so glad the vision came back, though. Um, yes. Yeah, we do the Stanford Research Eye Center uh, with Highland Hospital. Yeah, that was those so people right there, through, man. They came through like angels. I was going through like a, a spiritual thing because I couldn't see. Now these people stepping up. It was like magic. Hey, we got a phone call. 
Uh, my brother, my uh, uh, a friend of mine, Donald Barry, he called me. He was like, "Hey, man, I heard you lost your sight. It was like a domino effect." I said, "Yes, man, I can't see." He said, "My sister is the head director." I said, "What of the Stanford Eye Center?" They didn't waste no time. They said, okay, we need you to get to Highland Hospital and talk to the head eye research center doctor. I said, okay. I called a family member that was there. Took me there, and they got the head staff member of Highland Hospital through Stanford Research Center to come down and say, put his name on the list. We're getting ready to get his eyes did. That's how it went down. Magic. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. When it brought me back, I got love. I started feeling love. I said, damn, I started living again because life was kind of dull. Before I lost my sight, it, it kind of boosted my living up a little bit. Now when I go out and be happy, you see me, damn, he's smiling. He got a smile on his face. Damn, I'm calling family members I didn't call in 20 years. I'm living yeah. again. When Master P said, no, I'm not giving you nothing, I laughed at it. I said, brother, have a blessed day. I love you. He was like, damn, because I got you. You're not going to give me with money. I beat Master P at his own game. He played a money game. I beat him at it. Now he's twisting his fucking hair out now. Damn, what's up with King? I don't need nothing, brother. He, I got what I needed from my higher source. Yeah. I'm what helping you, other you, people. Yeah, you're passing it on, yeah. I'm pa- you if I got it. If, 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 you, if, you, if you were to call say, him now. What I say to that, brother? You say, what would I say to him now? Yeah. I love him. I'm not going to go against this man because I'm living a life. You can't be King George. I'm not going to play that game, man. This nigga did that. Didn't know. We got a history together. We lived together. I took care of your kid. We was like brothers. So if you break that, you can't be King George. Your mind is belittled to me because you, the history alone will get you back talking to another man. If me and Scott Murder Show did all this shit in hip-hop, we did all this shit, and King George did time, and we had to feed the babies and all that. That outweighed the whole shit. It's about oh, yeah. being a man. You got to be a man in this. You don't be no nigga with, like, a fucking carton on the fucking Fresh Prince, Prince of Bel-Air with your ass out and your head up. But I'm not putting it right there. I'm going to still respect your character. I'm not going to assassinate it because I'm going to be King George. I'm going to be what you can't be, the big man. You call, P, call me right, King. I need a place to stay. Take my bed right here. Come on. You can't be me. Yeah. You guys got a long, long history. You guys go back to elementary school, right? We go back to when we was wearing khakis and white shirts. When we was like, what's up, man? No hair in the face. That's far back. Yeah. We go back to the damn same project. Hey, P, what's going on? If you can't face me from there, that means, hey, something wrong, brother, mentally. Because I understand he can't be King George. P called me today, Murder, Scott Murder, dog. Hey, man, we got P want to talk to you. He got that from me. P, what you need? I got you. But you got to understand, P can't be me. Yeah. There's only one King George, man. There's only one master. Hey, love. Hey, love. Hey, love, love. The man's doing what he got to do. Yeah. The man, got, yeah, he's doing what he got to do. He got to sell his noodles. Shit, he need that money to sell the cornflakes and all that shit. Get his rice out and all that. You know, you know, I like to eat, so I'm going to be buying some of his shit. Them noodles and all that shit, he feed me now. He make me some noodles. 
I want some of that uh, cereal you make. I'm about to eat that this morning. Forget Captain Crunch. I'm not looking at him. Bro, he cooking for me now. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it for sure. Definitely. Hey, he cooking for me, brother. For real. I like cup of noodles, too. I'm going to eat it with my boy on the cover. That's going to motivate me. Hey, that we came a long way. Now we own a cup of noodles. Yeah. Yeah, real talk, yeah. man. Did you ever think it was Hell just Hell yeah. Oh, what'd you say? I said, did you ever think it would get that big? From the Cali Project to, to, to hold on. noodles and food. But hold on, hold on. Success is success, no matter what. Once you, once Jordan hit success, the shoes and everything, that's a part of the package. So everybody got to understand that. Once you make it to the top, you become a Jordan uh, 50 cent. You're successful. So if you come out with a T-shirt, that's part of the package. We used to talk about this, Pete. Man, I can't wait till we start doing movies. We said we sitting on the steps in Oakland, California, selling rocks. You remember when we used to break down a damn uh, uh, ounce of cocaine and make it into rocks? We on the we on the steps selling rocks. Twenty for twenty. We're on the step, man. Wait till we make it to the top. Okay, when your album come out, it's going to be gold automatically because we're going to be gold. We know it. We came from the Cali, yo. We know we can make it. A person from New Orleans got juice. You don't want to mess with a person like that that's a hustler. From New Orleans, he do whatever he got to do to make it happen and still be a man at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. I'll tell you what, King George, let's give him this uh, this song here. I got Still True um, off the uh, EP um, uh, First True No Limit Soldier, which is available right now. I want everybody to download that and support King George. Tell us about this one, Still True, brother. Still True is just telling everybody that uh, I'm going to still be King George. I'm going to still bring the real hood lyrics. I'm going to be somebody you can come talk to. I'm going to be Uncle King to you. It's still true just, you know, keeping the fan base together from the mob into the hood. It's a connection. The mob into the hood, the true true, just giving it to the fans and letting them know, look, King George going to be King George. I'm going I'm to I'm still drop it hot. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back with King George. Still true. Units heading up to the Code 3 chase. Suspect was last reported southbound on Highway 
that because you get a chance to get it out there to everybody. I got the new book coming out, King George. I beat Master P at his own game. I want everybody to get that one. That's just a story about money, about when certain people get money, how they'll flip on you. And you won't you won't you won't do it like that because you're not thinking that this person to get money and lose it. Lose the foundation in the basement of life. So that's a book I'm gonna put out Christmas twenty twenty two. And I got another album coming out, the E P called Person of Interest. I got another book coming out called First Two No Limit Soldier. That's like a coloring book right there. Oh, really? So I got a few projects. Yeah, I got a coloring book coming out. Wow. That's something different. What what made you want to do that? Because what happened was a guy approached me. He did a coloring book with Too Short, E-40. It's called The Gangster Coloring Book. He said, hey, King George, I want to put you in the back of this coloring book so when they get to the end, they can see you. Not too many people really own you. They own you, but they're like, oh, he's there. We're going to put you in this coloring book. So he did another character for me where you can color it, and I put he put some more stuff where I made it out of a mini coloring book. So I'm doing a few things out there that's different. Hell yeah. That's what it's all about right there, man. You know, uh, mm-hmm. trying different things and, you know. You've done a lot, man, over the years, brother. Uh, you put out a lot of solo projects. You you really uh, maintained consistency and longevity for the last 30-something years now. Exactly. So you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I just, uh, 
I just love the game. It's yeah. not about trying to let me put this out. Let me try to do this. I was born in the game, so coming from New Orleans to doing hip hop in New Orleans, uh, actually knowing Baby Juvenile and all these different guys that blew up to be these people that I was in this small city where we came out here and did the same thing with E-40, Too Short, Mac Dre, all these legends, you know. So I'm blessed to even sit down and talk to these, talk to these people, even be being in a hotel room with Tupac, you know, me and Master P uh, uh, rapping, beating on the wall for them, you know. Just, just blessed. What was Tupac like, man? What, what was he like as a person? Down the earth, man. Tupac will make you feel like he, you. He your brother. Tupac will make you feel like you his brother. Just like a nigga that you can go to the corner store with two o'clock in the morning and say what you want. That's how Tupac was. Laid back. If he roll with you, he got your back. If somebody mess with you, they ain't messing with you. Now with Pop, this little bitty dude, he's ready. He's you know, I'm six I'm three and a half. Tupac is about five seven, something like that, right? Yeah. So, hey King, hit that beat. I'm beating on the wall in the hotel in Atlanta while he rapped to it. People, a lot of people don't know that. People don't even know that when I was in L.A. Uh, summers ago, that I hit two, I hit uh, Shook Knight in the head with a flyer by accident, and they wanted to whoop my ass out there. They thought I was going to run. They don't know about shit like that, you know? Real shit. You hit Shook Knight in the head with what? I hit him in the head with a flyer. I was passing out my flyers, and I just threw them up in the air, right? He was in the red drop bins. And the flyer came down and hit Shook Knight in the head. He got out the car and ran right up to my face. He was like, nigga, don't you know I'll smoke you? I ain't go nowhere. I stood right there. Yeah, shit like that, real shit. What, what did Shook uh, Everybody do? out there. When you didn't budge, what did Shook do? Respected it. Cause the, and the, not the average motherfucker would have ran. This motherfucker, I'm 6'3", this motherfucker about 6'7", right? He got out of the red bins, the drop bins, him and about, well, about six or seven other dudes with red bandanas, right? He ran out the shit, where you going? They all ran behind him. When he saw I didn't drop, he didn't give him the signal, the signal to jump on me. Because Jill got a signal where... If he drop his hand or something, you got seven motherfuckers whooping your ass. Yeah. There was like, even the niggas, who, the, the guys that was with me, Big Ant, Blinky, all these other G's out of Oakland was like, damn. This nigga was ready to throw down with him. He didn't lift a hand. The, the town respected me. They got G's out there. Damn, this nigga, they saw it with their own eyes, and it blew their mind. They was like, damn, this nigga is the king. This King George right here, this the real King George. That's what the town East Oakland gave to me. They was like, nigga, King George is the real King George. This niggas that seen it with their eyes, how I got, how I got out. They saw it with their own eyes. They was like, damn, I was there. If you and, uh, you know, if uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of boxing, and I know you've had your fair share of scraps over the years. If uh, you and Suge, uh, if Suge would have swung on you, how would that have gone, man? Who who would have won and how long would it have lasted? Me being, guess what? I'm about to share something with you. I'm a Golden Glove champ from when I was 14, 15, all the way to 16, because I was put into the box. We in the project. They're going to teach you how to fight. So every summer we went to the boxing clinic. They actually taught me how to fight. And I went all the way to the Golden Glove. Now, put that on the side, not to even say, with Shilk Knight, you don't know. This guy, I say, I'm giving it to you, honest. I'm 6'3". Shilk Knight is about 6'7". The brother looking down on me, right? 
This ain't no punk ass motherfucker right here, bro. This your night. He probably would have knocked my ass out if I would have got a punch off. This your night. When a big brother like that, Kimbo Slice or somebody like that, run up on you and see you ready, that's respect. They're like, damn, I like this nigga right here. Because the average piss-ass nigga would have probably dropped down or cried or whatever. You got a nigga, that's why people all over the globe get respect by other fighters. Shit, uh, yeah. what's that boy name of? Yeah. That's what get it. That's the magic of it. When a motherfucker, when Silver Knight used to run up on a the motherfucker, they fucking fold up or run. That's your night. Especially he was that like, time. damn. That was before he got knocked out. That was years that was, that was, that. That was I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking about his heyday when yeah. Dr. Dre, Exhibit, and nobody couldn't go to the club in L.A. I'm in L.A. I'm with my boys in L.A. I'm not in the Bay Area. We in L.A. where it's going down. Dr. Kashir was running the whole thing. If you in a club, exhibit, doing show, you ain't doing that. She'll say you can't do shows in there. Exhibit, get that nigga out of here. I don't want him. He, he got back up. We talking about blood, man. We ain't talking about this shit. This man can say, hey, man, go whoop this nigga ass. If you in the studio fucking on the mic with Suge Knight, he ain't the one fucking uh, beating you up. He going to tell a nigga, get this nigga out the boot and whoop his ass. That's what yeah. kind of nigga Suge Knight I've heard, was. I've heard, I've heard a lot of them stories, man. Uh, engineers yes. that lost uh, music or something, they get fucked up right there in the studio. Um yeah, but you you ain't going to budge for nobody either, though, man. You, you've been to prison. I mean, you're from the streets. You know, you're, you're a man just as much as he is, you know? And I think he respected that you. Exactly, exactly. And I'm glad I had that teaching, and, not, and I'm not no badass like that. I don't go around beating up on people and shit. It's just that uh, I was lucky enough to make my uh, legs out of concrete that day. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There you go. You feel what I'm saying? I was man enough to be like a statue that day. Yeah. We, uh, well, we we recently interviewed Tobin um, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I asked him about uh, was he happy that you didn't break his jaw. He said he was grateful that you didn't break his jaw, you know. Um, (laughs) Wow. Looking well, looking back at that, uh, you know, time, um, it was almost like when uh, remember when the Iron Sheik lost to Hulk Hogan, they told the Iron Sheik yeah, exactly the other, the other wrestling company, I think it was AWA, told the Iron Sheik break Hogan's fucking leg and bring the belt back here, and Sheik didn't do it. That's <laughs> the that's the rap version of it, the wrestling version of it. Um, were you tempted to break his jaw, or, or were you like, nah, I ain't, I ain't doing it, man? Okay, I'm going to set the record straight, right? Yeah. This the end of No Limit Records and King George because what Bill King George was when P said, when people playing basketball, I'm, I'm going to go a little farther back. Ride with me. You riding with me? Absolutely, brother. Okay, we had Mary College. P playing basketball. Them guys were jealous of P because P was a basketball star at Mary. He was always getting the newspaper. And guys got jealous and wanted to jump on P. And P come to me and say, so-and-so want to fight me. I did P fighting in Mary College. Let's get this record straight. I ain't no badass nigga, but when it's time to fight, I was there. Who want to fight you? So this nigga with this jersey want to fight P, you going to fight King George today. I can give you a phone number to a couple of niggas right now that seen it went down. I remember that day. I do it like a man. I said, look, man, you want to fight P? It's me and you in the locker room. You know them boys ain't going to turn it down. Because they, they men too. Well, take me, take me over there. Come on, let's go. Yeah, let's go. So Let's go. So 
Oh, and this me and him, we're going to do it like men. All you hear is lockers moving back and forth because we bouncing it. We in a young ball. We all, we, 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 what, 25, 26, that we, we scrapping. So when we come out, oh, he going to have some hickeys on his head because, you know, I know how to get out before the USC got, got born. Come out, peace there. So when P now, that was done. That made a record for P like, damn, this nigga gets down. King, I got a job for you. Now I'm updating him. What's going on? I'm going to set Tobin up. Tobin, what's going on? Because I'm lost, right? I'm not with this messy shit because it got messy. I want you to break Tobin's jaw. It wasn't no motivation. I'm not getting, I can't do it. This, I got to be motivated to get down with you. That means we into it. Me and Tobin, like friends. I'm like, damn, this the manager. I'm not motivated. That's like asking me to walk up and break uh, fucking uh, Pat Sajak's jaw from the Wheel of Fortune. Uh, CVS King, we need you to break uh, Bob Barker's jaw. That's on that level. We need you to break uh, Steve Harvey's jaw. We need you to slap Oprah. That shit I don't do. King, I need you to slap Oprah. She been fucking up. Her old magazine ain't selling that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you feel me? That kind of shit. Steve ain't on the law on the family feud. He took off Tuesday, break his jaw. That level. Hey, we need you to find this nigga uh, that used to mess with Mariah Carey King. Because I, I thought I went into that business after I left P, right? I went into the business where we went to L.A. And anybody that owes somebody money, I can get it for you. If you call me, say, King George. Uh, John over there at uh, uh, Jabba Records owe me 50000 He don't want to pay me. Okay, give write this down. Give it to me. Give me his name and address. So I go there and I say, look, this is what you owe so-and-so. I came to get the payment. This is me and my boy Blinky opened a business up like that in L.A. I did this for about six months. Anybody that owe you something, call King George. And Blinky, we get the name and the address, and we pop up on the scene. We find the name. Hey, man, hey, Johnny Blaze, you owe so-and-so 30000 I came to collect. He'd be like, what? First, they're going to buck up on you because they're going to think it's some bullshit. Then you fucking sit down in their main chair and explain to him the situation is dire. This is what you need to come up with. But guess what, Johnny Blaze? We're going to give you a deal. You owe him thirty thousand, but all you paying is fifteen thousand today. That's some leg breaker shit right there. Yeah, yeah that was our business. That's yeah, that's how I had back in the day. Even though I probably was gonna get my head knocked off, that was the business. That's basically, uh, you know, uh, a, lo- a collector loan shark. Yeah. Uh, we was nothing but a, a collector agency. That's it. Yeah. We didn't go in there with guns. We just went in there like, hey, hey, uh, Jason Bland, you owe so and so to a max amount of dollars. Are you going to pay him? We didn't go in there with a gun to your head. All we did is went in there. If you were sitting at your desk, right, and you had your favorite brandy sitting on the side of the desk, we just crack it open and start drinking it and talking to you. Making it, making you feel real comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Look. I like. Hey. I like this plaque you got up here. Uh, who is this? This is Underground Wing Platinum. Hey, this look good on my wall. Hey, Blinky, put this in the car. I'm taking this. Hey, where you got this trophy from? I sold a whole bunch of this on this one. Uh, this will look real good on my desk. We taking this too. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. How much you say I owe you? Only 15000 but I'm going to give you another deal. I'm going to take another two off 
since I'm taking these trophies with me. Hold on, man. I want those trophies here. Back then, we didn't have cash out, right? He cut us a check. We're not walking out with no check. If we walk out to the check, Blinky going to sit here with you while I cash it, right? We're not leaving a paper trail. So what all execs, what all execs got in their office, real ones I know, that's calling themselves ballers, they got a safe. Because you got to have access to cash, right, if you're just baller. Because all ballers got is like a stereotype. Most of these ballers, they got safes, the real ones I know. Hold on, man. He got a wall safe here somewhere. He got cash. Got to have some type of cash here away if you're a real baller because cash is king. Yeah, absolutely. And you definitely need cash in a situation like that. <laughs> of course. Of course. We go back and pay the guy that sent us out there. He give us referrals. Hey, man, uh... Britney Spears, Johnny O'Hara, buddy. <laughs> shit, we just sat down with celebrity shit. Mike Epps. You, know, you remember Mike Epps, right? Yeah, he played in all about the Benjamins and all that with Ice Cube. Regular, natural nigga. For real. Joe owned me for this little movie I did. Don't worry, Mike. Before you go on that, that, uh, that beach trip, I got your money. He sit right in the van with me. I hand him 13 racks. Here, Mike, I got it from him. And they're happy to give it to you. I just didn't want to give it to this nigga. Because some people tell me that. I just didn't want to give it to him. Hey, man, I want to thank you for giving it to me, man. And Because it's only my business. I love you. I don't hate you. Yeah, yeah, it's just business. That's real talk. Just business. Just business. Um King, we got the homie Sin from France. I know he's got a couple questions for you. Sin, you there, brother? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, Scott. Hi, King George. Listen, Larry. What's up, my man? How you doing? Yeah, I'm fine already. Yeah. Can I tell us about this song, By the Day, As My World Turns, featuring Grip and Gaston from your album Life of King It was a classic. Can I tell us about this one as a production? Oh. As my world turns, let the earth burn. <laughs> oh, as my world turns, we're just leaving no limit, letting them know that I'm still living. As my world turns, let the earth burn. That means I left, I'm going to do my thing, and no animosity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it was a dope production. This Gumbo Fong. Classic album. Yeah. yeah, you got also a song was "Keep It Real" for your for your album "No Limit" in 1999. It was a dope song too. Can you tell us about this one? Oh, that song there from the No Limit Records. I was just uh, referring to uh, for my fans just to keep it real. Keep it real. Whatever you do, keep it real. And I appreciate you being my fan. Because the songs I make are from the heart. Right. They're for the people. Yeah. I'm going to give you a message when I'm doing If you're listening to me, I'm going to give you a message, and it's going to be a positive one, even if it's in a negative realm. Yeah, right. Um, can you tell us, tell us also about the, the front roster and underrated rappers of uh, the Rhythm to Chables, uh, I mean, of, of Kelly G, Gangster T, McMahon, uh, Daniel Fryfonzo, and Marcus Bond. These names are not really known from the public. Can you tell us about them? About oh, Kelly G. Kelly yeah. G is a ex-member from Truth that broke off yeah. the same time I broke off. And uh, he was on the... Uh, no Limit Chronicles. If you saw that, the No Limit Chronicles, it was a worldwide uh, documentary by, about the whole No Limit uh, crew. So you can get a message from that uh, documentary by BET because over uh, 
35 million people seen it. Oh, so yeah, you got huge. you get a you get a look at Cali G and everybody you talking about. Look at that film right there, and it'll tell you the history of what we did. Right, as as a well, gangster teacher at time, so gangster teacher. So don't exactly. talk about him. Oh, who you say? Yeah. About about gangster T. Oh, Gangsta T is actually Master P nephew. Right. Okay. And he was he really Gangsta T really not a rapper. He's like a, a, a hip hop villain, somebody that's just there. He'd be like, damn, I need somebody else to be on this song. Gangsta T really not a rapper, but he can be like a villain, and he talks to a family member. Okay, right. Yeah. And what about Daniel? Daniel Fry and uh, Marcus Bank. Those guys there are just like uh, uh, Gangsta T. They're all fill-in. Okay. You know, they're not people not really into it like, hey, I'm about to put out an album. Oh, I need to do this. They're just people that like fans that stand around. You'd be like, hey, hey, uh, 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 Scott, can you come do this drop for me? Say this on the mic. And he really not trying to rap. He got his own thing going in hip-hop. Okay, that's so the same for McMahon and Alfonso? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Right. That's why we yeah. don't talk about him at all. Right. Yeah, that's why you really don't hear a whole lot about them. Right. But it wasn't wrong. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, that's uh, uh, like NWA. There was people around, you know what I'm saying, that right. necessarily weren't part of the group, like you said, a fill-in or whatever. Um, <clears throat> I think that's uh, all major studios have those guys, man, at some point in time. Exactly. Uh, now, you got uh, your vision back. That's huge, man. That's, uh, congratulations on that. Uh, we're all happy for you there, brother. You don't need no, We don't need you going blind, man. Um, so your eyes so far, uh, how long ago have you had the surgery? Three months ago. And it's doing good. It's healing up real good. Yes, the the, uh, team at Stanford got a machine where they put it on your eyes and they can measure the density of it. And I got 20. I'm like looking at HD TV now. Everything is real sharp. My my eyesight, I can tell, I was like, damn, I was actually blind. So now I got vision like I'm five years old now. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Because, uh, you know, a lot of, like you said, it was a miracle because a lot of people, they don't get that. You know, uh, health care should be uh, a right, not a privilege. You know what I mean? It should be available for uh, everybody in this country, but it's not, unfortunately. But you got you got lucky, man. The guy knew you, man. How does that make you feel knowing that you made an impact on somebody that's in a position like that to help people and actually help you later on in life. And let me know that it's a higher power. Yeah. Because you got to have this higher power, man. Everybody don't um, don't be blessed in that way. It's like the moon being put where it needs to be put and the sun where it be put. That's a blessing. Because so many diameters off the goddamn moon and the sun, it won't be no earth. And from a long time ago, I'm going to share something with you. Ever since I was eight, nine years old, I was always in the church. And I was a deacon. I was the guy that sat in front in church. I was in church on a Wednesday. I was in church on a Thursday. I was in church on a Sunday and Sunday school. So all that played a part in this blindness to the miracle of me even being partners with Master P. So I feel special. Yeah. You know, I feel really, really special that I can even be in with all these people, you know, and even be blessed to be here to have my son have my back, have these people have my back, have all this love, because it's rare. You can't get all these moons lining up like that. Just you got to be special like that and to have a heart. 
you know, they'll be like, you know, I'm not breaking this guy's jaw. Now I'm not doing it just because when you just grimy, grimy, you're going to get yours. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's like the energy you throw out, the karma comes back. Um, you know, that's that's definitely true, I believe. Um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I'm gonna get out of here. We're gonna we're gonna leave with one of my favorites by you, man. Three strikes. It's a timeless classic. Thank you. Off the TRU album, uh, brother. You. I want to give you I want to give you the floor though before we leave. And again, um, congratulations on uh, getting your vision back. You know, not, not yeah. just. I want to see your package too. Vision. So you gotta send me that address so I can send you a King George package. Oh, oh, we'll do, we'll do. I'll, I'm gonna text that to you right now. I appreciate that, brother. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, man, uh, the floor is all yours, fam. Thank you, thank you. To all my fans out there, King George, be on the lookout for the first two No Limit Soldier EP. It's a hitter. You got to go get it featuring New Orleans. Tell you about New Orleans, you get your head bust. Boys ain't playing out there. Be on the lookout for the Person of Interest EP. Be on the lookout for the book. I beat Master P at his own game. Be on the lookout for the mini coloring book, Gangsta Rap. King George, the real deal. And there's somebody out there down south that's using the King George name doing shows. Hey, look, we'll talk to you real soon. I'll be down there, but keep my numbers going. Life of a kingpin, the clothing line, coming real soon. Life of a queenpin clothing line, it's already out. Hit me up. 2022, King George. Download it. That's what's up, man. Everybody support King George, man. Uh, anytime he drops, make sure to get at him. That's what's up. Always honored to have uh, King George on. Salute, homie. Yeah, and I'm here to see King George. And y'all gonna let that fool out of jail. Just for that, I'm gonna give that nigga 20 to life. Burn, nigga, burn. Somebody in the courthouse, stuck in jail. Time moving slow, just like a cell handcuffed to the rail. Listen up, when I 
river George, you're going to the pen, son. King George, you're going up the river for a very long time. And Joseph Wilson, what's up? Yeah, man, you're going to traffic court. Son. Oh, nah, man, that ain't me, man. Look, they got me confused. I'm going to the pen. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.